I'm Aria Schwartz, along with Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. This episode, we welcome back Atlanta Dream head coach Tanisha Wright to discuss the growth of the team and so much more. Let's dive in. our show please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash windsider that's patreon.com backslash windsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w don't forget our amazing staff has written content over at windsider.com that's windsider.com if you're looking for a fun new way to enjoy the w join windsider on playback it's a creative new way there's a fun community use the link playback.tv forward slash windsider that's playback.tv forward slash windsider it's a fun way that you don't want to miss all right welcome back to the windsider show we're honored we're excited to talk atlanta dream on this episode coach welcome back few things have changed since we last spoke uh you now have a year under your belt in atlanta how are you feeling less than a week away from the WNBA draft you know i'm 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 feeling good (laughs) but um you know, everything is coming pretty fast here. I think it always happens around this time of year. Um, but I feel good about where we are and, uh, you know, and the steps that we've made in this offseason and, and where we're looking forward to. So feeling good. Feeling good. Good. You should, because there's a lot we could talk about, a lot we could digest. I think the general consensus is there's a lot of excitement. Um, Atlanta is trending in, in such a good direction. Um, and a lot of things we could we could pick apart with that. But obviously, you're at the draft stage of the season. Um, you know, headed into it and primarily even headed into free agency, you know, what were some of the goals that you and Dan kind of had, had going into that, um, of what you wanted to do with this roster and how you were going to take that next step? Yeah, we're still, you know what, that's, that's a great question. And we're still in the building stage, right? Like we're like last year was great. No doubt about that, but we still have steps to make. And, And sometimes like those steps happen just incrementally baby steps, right? So for us coming into um, the off season, it really was about just getting better. Um, it didn't matter how we got better, but we wanted to to make moves to get better. And I honestly think that we've done that. You know what I mean? Now, whether or not that jump is from A to Z or A to E, you know what I mean? It, it's a jump for us. Um, and bringing in Gray obviously was one. Um, going out and getting D-Rob another one. So all, all those things for us, is just a small way to get better um, on the court. So, and, and at the same time, um, making sure they're the right people for our org. Well, okay. We all do the fun free agency grades. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. going to make you grade your guys' own off season so far. Oh, we got an A. I Hands like down. I like it. Hands I like down. It. We got an A. <laughs> you know, if A pluses were like a thing, 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 I would give us an A plus, but we definitely got an I A. I actually think mo- the majority of our grades, a few of us, the people that we kind of do, I think ours were pretty, pretty right, ar- right around that area. Not right yeah, around that area. Yeah. Um, no, listen, at, at the end of the day, we got, we got better. I mean, adding Alicia Gray was a huge piece for our future. Not just adding her, but also being able to extend her, yeah. right? Um, and to pair her and to compliment her with somebody like Ryan, I think is a, is a big, 
um, is a big step in the right direction for us. She's a great kid, first and foremost. Um, she lives right down the street um, from Atlanta. I mean, I think we we probably we probably got a bunch of season ticket holders the minute the the trade was executed. You know what I mean? Totally. So um, yeah, I definitely give us an A. I like for that. sure. I like that. Okay, you bring up you bring up Howard. Um, yeah. I mean, goodness, I she's she's at general g- generational talent potential. Um, clearly had a phenomenal rookie year. I mean, the the hype and everything around her was very real, very valid. She's got a year under her belt now. Yeah. Um, after having such a great year, what, what's kind of that expectation for year two coming from you? To get better. Um, not not to rest on those on, on last year and the success that she was able to garner throughout the year because this league just gets tougher and tougher. You know what I mean? Like people know your name now. People know exactly who you are, what you want to do. And so the expectations for other teams are going to be tougher, um, not just on you, but on us. Like people aren't going to look at us as a little stepsister, redheaded stepsister anymore, right? right? right. Where they can just come in and, and – get a dub like no so because of that they know that you're going to be um that the head of that the head of that stake so they're going to come after you um different and with the respect level that you've earned but you you got to get better and she still has room to grow I mean Ryan had a great year but she has opportunities to grow for sure did the I mean obviously you know you drafted her where you drafted her clearly but like you know, we all believe she could be great, but I don't know that everyone thought it would be that type of year. Did the year that she had in terms of just, I don't want to say breakout because that seems, it doesn't seem right, but did that change the trajectory of the dream? Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. I, I, I I mean, she was a rookie, right? You rookies coming in and, but she was also the number one pick in the draft. So it's like when you look down the draft and you look at the generational players in, in these drafts that have been number one, they've done the same type of stuff that she was able to do um, last year. You know what I mean? So it absolutely changes the trajectory of our franchise, being able to add a player with that that caliber. Now it's our job to continue to bring in pieces that complement that and that can, can help move the, the needle forward. You know, I was looking at this roster and – it's pretty clear. You got a nice contingency of vets and a nice contingency of young players, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm curious for you as a coach, like I know at if unless you lived under a rock and you're not a WNBA fan, you, but everyone heard about the story of uh, the dream last year, kind of making roles, printing it out, putting it on lockers so everyone knew <laughs> kind of what their job was. And first of all, as someone I didn't who- I know that was a thing that everybody knew, but okay. <laughs> it, it, it got out because apparently it's, a. I mean, as someone who leads a team of, of uh, the Windsider staff, I think it's an amazing idea. Maybe we have to uh, steal that card, but I'm curious for you, like you have Ryan Howard, a superstar, and you have this contingency of vets. Like how do those conversations go? Because it's not always the superstar who's the leader of the team, but yeah. kind of how do you, you know, delegate roles like that? Yeah, Rye's going to grow into that. Um, She wasn't that for us last year. You know what I mean? That was not part of her role. Her role was not to be a leader of the team. I think everybody has leadership qualities, and sometimes those leadership qualities are just leading yourself, making sure that you're doing what you have to do. You know what I mean? So that you're not letting others down. And she surely did that. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. But um, for us, it's a really easy, simple process because it's – not everybody can do the same thing. You don't want a team full of players that can do the same thing. Everybody has to be able to do something different so that everything gels in the right way. And fortunately for us, we just had different personalities that can do different things. So it was easy for us to delegate that, right? Like 
Nas's role in college was to score the basketball, but that wasn't her number one role for us. We didn't need Nas to do that. You know what I mean? We needed her to bring energy. We needed her to rim run. We needed her to rebound. We needed her to defend. Um, scoring didn't even pop up into that. You know what I mean? And as she grows, right, that'll happen. Roles change as you grow. So for us, it, it was really easy. And I think we're going to adopt, not I think, I know we'll adopt the same um, approach this year, just so it's a clear cut thing. I know for me as a player, I always um, was was able to be successful when I knew exactly what you needed from me. I don't have to guess about it. I can just go about it and execute that to the best of my ability. So I try to be straightforward with all of our players with, hey, one, this is what we need from you as a team. And two, I'm trying to put you in the best position to be successful. Like I'm not giving you a role that um, doesn't suit your skill set or doesn't suit what you can bring to the table so that you also look good while doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's really cool. Um, but let's talk about D-Rob because we yeah. touched on it before. We talked about the vets. Um, how do you see D-Rob coming onto this team and impacting the game on the court X's and O's wise? Yeah, um, so, D- so I mean, we were like top three in pace last year, right? And I don't even think that we, we were um, as good as we could have been. I thought that we could have been even better um, in our pace. We, we led the league early on for, for a large majority of that time, but then we had injuries and different things like that. So I see D-Rob as somebody, first and foremost, who can push the pace for us. Um, decision, excuse me, decision-making within transition, being able to find opportunities um, for us to score um, earlier in our, in our offense rather than having to uh, go to half court. Um, so I want to be able to, to do that. And I think D-Rob definitely brings that. And then on the defensive end, um, I think her ability to be able to pressure the ball, um, just like Aerie did for us last year. And Willer too. Willer did a great job for us defensively last year. But I think um, I think D-Rob takes it up just a little bit more of a notch in the versatility because we can play D-Rob on multiple people, not just point guards, um, because she plays a little bit bigger than, than her size. Um, and so I see, I see D-Rob contributing um, in a special way. She's going to be a big piece to what we, what we do this year. I want to get a little bit like X's and O's, technical, like get into your actual like whiteboard, like mind okay. right now. So <laughs> don't be afraid to kind of just go into your zone with it. But I want, I want to talk about the, the, the dynamic of Alicia Gray um, paired with Howard. Um, how yeah. do you see that looking on both ends of the court? Yeah, well, defensively for sure, I think uh, Gray is going to have to be our best two way def- uh, two way player, right? She's going to have to be somebody who can defend at a high level and then um, score at a high level. But in terms of the offensive end, I think having somebody like Gray allows us to be a little um, to to throw out decoys. You know what I mean? Because you never know who you can go to, so it gives us really a great second option to be able well. I don't, not, not a second option because Cheyenne is also a second option for us so, and a first option, you know what I mean? So it really gives us three high-level offensive players um, on our in our starting five, I would say, because Aerie coming off the bench did a really good job for us last year in terms of scoring too. So I think using Gray just – obviously she can – she's somebody who can score at all three levels, right? She can get to the rim. She can, she has the mid range and she can catch and shoot the three. So being able to use her just in different ways, specifically more like a decoy, like people will always think that we're going to Rye always, right? Because of her ability. But I think Gray now adds, adds to that too, if we want to have the ball in a guard's hand um, and get some looks like that. 
Well, it's just fascinating to me. Like this time of year, you've got to be watching. So I would imagine, you know, you obviously have several months here at when the season's over and in this space where you're not just watching next level talent, but just trying to, um, you know, piece together your own team and some of these new players that you've added, um, the young talent that you have, the veteran, the veteran leaders that you've brought in. How do you, how do you as a head coach, especially this time of year, yeah. um, most effectively orchestrate your offense? I know a lot of that, you, you only have a sh- short amount of time in camp. So it's like clearly not, not a ton of it's happening there. So you have to be building that vision and what is this going to look like before? How do you orchestrate that offense and, and putting these players, getting to them the, to their spots, getting them to the places where they can mm-hmm. be most successful? How do you as a head coach go about doing that? Yeah, for for us it's a little bit different because of the style the style that we we play. We play a lot of read and react. So it's not so much um orchestrating from my end. It's really like them getting together and playing and feeling each other and looking but um, what we do as a coaching staff is try to add um, layers to what we already have. So, um, for instance, we didn't do a lot of backdoor cutting last year because we just didn't have m- many rules in or different things like that. But that's a layer that we'll probably add in this year. Okay. You know what I mean? So opportunities for the girls to um, to back cut on certain actions and different things like that. Because we run a lot of actions, not necessarily set plays or anything like that. So for us, it's about adding layers and figuring out which layers are going to fit the personnel that we have, you know what I mean? So um, we're looking at a lot of just different things that layers that we can, that we can add to the system that we already have in place to see what, what sticks and what, what fits um, for us. I'm, this is an out there question and Rachel gave me me crap for it. Um, it (laughs) We know you get a lot of attention for your defense. So defense is included, but like, Sorry if we're focusing a little bit more on the offense. Oh, you're um, all good. We <laughs> need to note. get better in offense anyway. We sucked last year. <laughs> side note, um, you were my coach of the year vote last year until you didn't make the playoffs. And then I felt like you were. I couldn't do it because I would get wrung out on social. But So <laughs> yeah. I love what you're doing. <laughs> I appreciate that very much. Um, I'm very curious. Like, obviously, it depends on your roster and it depends who you're playing and what's going on in the game. But like. Talk us through kind of like first, second, third, fourth quarter. Like what is your, in a perfect world, ideal style of play? Is it getting threes up early, pounding the paint late, running early? Like what is an ideal like growth of a game? For yeah. You? So first we want to run, especially in the first, especially in the first, we got to get up and down the court. I mean, open up those lungs, right? Get some wind in there and let's, let's get up and down. Um, as long as we're finding good shots, I don't mind us shooting shots early. You know what I mean? I also want to give our players opportunities to see the things and to feel the game the way that they need to feel the game. You know what I mean? So for us, it's running. It's we can get shots up early. We got to get CP touches um, or fives touches because we run a four out one in. You know what I mean? Um, we want to be able to attack draw and be able to find other people. You know what I mean? So we're creating open shots. Like that is the goal of our offense is to be able to create open shots. If nobody comes, go ahead and score and finish. You know what I mean? But um, the progression really is run. If you find a shot that's your shot within the first eight to 10 seconds, great, take it. If we've moved the ball a little bit and CP hasn't touched it, we haven't gone inside, right? then we need to go inside, you know, and then we'll come back out because um, CP is a great playmaker for us. And so um, she is a very willing 
passer. So we want to make sure that she gets touches at all times. Well, and let's be honest, you've got uh, a few of the best rim runners in the game on your roster. <laughs> we do. So totally- I mean, Nas is great at it. Damn. You know what I mean? Yeah, Mo is great at it. Yeah. Like, we, we got to try to get up and reward those big girls yeah. for getting up and down, yes. up and down the yes, court. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. Well, CP's also just like a bully. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean that in the best of ways. Oh, I, know like, I know you did. Love it. Love it. Got I know it. you did. No, hey, see, I, was, see, I was a big girl. Get down on the paint, get, run that rim and get them some touches, man. I'm, get some touches. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, within our offense, too, we allow our bigs to bring the ball up. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not necessarily always looking for um, the point guard. So if our big gets it, like any, even CP. You know what I mean? Her first job is to be a rim runner. But if she gets it off of a rebound, she's allowed to bring that thing and then find and then keep going. You know, so we we want to run first and foremost. That's why we do it. That's why we do it so that we can we can run. Yeah. Yeah. All right. A um, couple more little questions. I love your insight. Um we're going to have to make sure we link the one we did a year ago where we got to kind of learn a little bit about your background. So whenever we release this, we'll, we'll put the one out from last year, but we wanted to make this one very just about, you know, last year and and X's and O's wise and just kind of where we're at. Um, Clearly we are a few days out from the draft. Yeah. Um, You guys have six and eight as of now, who knows (laughs) what, uh, what could go down, especially this, this day and age with trades in the league and stuff. But you know, what are some areas I don't expect you to tell us who you're going to go after, but what are some- unless you want to, unless if you want to just tell us who you're I picking, I can't give y'all any secrets, man. You know that. <laughs> what, um, what are some areas that you guys feel like, you know, you feel like maybe you could shore up on or add to the team, you know, given an opportunity in this draft class? Yeah, for for us, it's really about depth. We gotta get, we gotta have, we gotta add more depth. I think we got, especially at the the center position, we need to to add some something behind CP there, um, to help bolster that a little bit. Um, obviously, big guards. I think that's a that's another one in terms of our depth. But at the end of the day, and it doesn't matter when you're sitting there and you're looking at what's available and who's available. You want to take the best. Yeah. You want you want to take the best available. Yeah. You know what I mean. The 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 best player that's going to be able to fit your system, fit your team, and help your organization. And sometimes it doesn't always match up with exactly what you might need. So then at that point, you're just you know you might draft for the future as well. Um, so I think for us, we we have to bolster our depth for sure. I think it's always interesting because. I know everyone basically always says like take the best player available. Yeah. But then you have some teams who I can imagine it's really hard to do that because you're sitting there and you're like, we're a contender if we add one three point shooter or if we can add someone who's just, you know, stalwart defender, it can get really tough to to pull that trigger when yeah, you're in the that pro- spot. The problem is too, is like it's hard to play in the WNBA. You know what I mean? Like, it is really hard. So a lot of these positions and a lot of these kids coming in, unless you're generational, where you're coming in and right right away you're being able to make an impact, like some of these teams have already set themselves up for those for that type of thing that you're talking about, right? Okay, we need a better defender. Okay, in the offseason, you know what? We're going to go try to find a better defender. Different things like that. So, <clears throat> excuse me, um, a, a lot of people are really going to be looking for like, okay, how can we add to what we already have? I would imagine, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Because people in the off season just try to find what they need within the W. Like I said, unless you're 
a generational talent, uh, Kate, Caitlin Clark, or you know what I mean, then then people are going to try to find basically what helps them um, what helps them get better. And if that's the and if that's the best player available, then that's the best player available. Um, I have to ask about Larry. He's hilarious <laughs> on social oh media. God, that man Every WNBA. Y'all leave Larry alone, okay? <laughs> no, he is like, he, he, I'm I'm just going to say this. If there is ever a WNBA owner that I just want to like <laughs> knock back a whiskey with, you know, smoke a cigar. <laughs> just the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> the, the man is not only hilarious, but I think he sometimes speaks what a lot of us fans um are thinking but don't necessarily want to be dubbed the hater yeah um is he is, is he that cool in person oh larry's great man he just has a, a has such a great passion for um for this team and this organization and wants to see a success not just this team but women in general the WNBA. he really wants to see it um at its best and in its glory so the the you know, the comments and everything you get from him and, and the rhetoric that you get is really coming from a place of just love. Like yeah. he really wants to see it do well and succeed. And he, he in, in his mind, he can see it. Like he, you know, he has the vision of how to get it there. And so he, sh- he shares what he shares with that and with that in mind, for sure. Yeah, we, we got to get him on the show at some point. You should. Hey, he might like that. <laughs> there might have already been some discussions. It might be in the works. I, I can't <laughs> <I> like that. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's get into the really difficult portion of the show. Just kidding. Our little rapid fire section, just to kind of rapid fire get you in 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 off, send it off on your way into this draft and and finish up this week strong. Um, again, take as much time as you want. It's really not rapid fire. Aria, okay, I'll I'll try to go rapid fire. Let's go. See. Aria, take it away. <laughs> Would you rather have your team get a steal or hit a three? Hit a three. Mountain or a beach? Beach. Easy. Ooh, she didn't even flinch, flinch on that one. Um, a home win or an away win? Ooh, home win. Home crowd. Everybody in it. Energy. Oh, home win. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather win the Commissioner's Cup or set a Atlanta Dream regular season record? It can be any record. Ooh. That's a hard one. I'm- I'm going to say this for the players. Show me the money. I'm going to say this one for the players. My players would love that. All right. 10 seconds left. Down two. Do you go for the win or do you go for the tie? I know it's situational, but you got to pick one. Are we home or are we away? You're home. We go for the tie. Okay. Okay. Home, we go for the tie. Away, we go for the win. Love that. League expansion or roster expansion? Both. Final one. Who did you have in your bracket win in the national championship? I did not fill out a bracket. Okay. That is such a cop out, but I love it. (laughs) It's it's the truth. It's the truth. I haven't, I I have not filled out a bracket in when I say years, like I know I'm not that old, but I bear, like I I watch obviously because it's my job. You know what I mean? But like before I was in W, like I barely even watched until like the final four. To be honest with you, yeah. I was always one of those people. Like once we got knocked out of tournament, I can't stomach to watch that shit. You know, <laughs> and so like I, I'm still sort of like that. You know, my team's not in it, so it's hard to stomach it. Okay, at times, I, I you know? respect it. I respect it, Coach. Right, we are so thankful to have you on the show again. Um, Thanks best for having of me. luck. Coming into the going headed into the draft. I know you're headed into training camp soon. We are excited to kind of follow you this season. We wish you the absolute best of luck and we cannot see 
we cannot wait to see this franchise continue to take the steps forward that you guys have built on so far. Thank you so much. Um, I appreciate you guys having me. I appreciate all the support that you, you're giving, not only to us, but obviously into into this league. Um, and just kudos to you guys for for using your platform to to raise awareness on this, on the dub and the players and different things like that. So much appreciated. Thank you.